Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. I am Kyle. We're going to be covering the Indianapolis Colts today. We just covered the Houston Texans. We'll get to the, uh, the, the Jaguars and the Titans next. But for this video, we're going to talk about the Indianapolis Colts. They got some new pieces uh, involved here. They also have a new offensive coordinator this season. Frank Reich is back as the head coach, of course. But let's just look into Marcus Brady a little bit, and we'll kind of show you guys where he's been and what he's been doing. 41 years old. He has uh, he started in the NFL in 2018 as the Colts assistant quarterbacks coach. He was the quarterbacks coach from 2019 and 2020, and then he got promoted to the offensive coordinator position this season. Um, so he did spend some time in the looks like the Canadian Football League as the wide receivers coach, offensive coordinator, offensive coordinator. So he does have a lot of experience going back to. Uh, 2009. So he's been uh, basically a wide receiver offensive coordinator for at least, you know, over 10 years. Um, so, and again, he's been with the Colts the last handful of seasons since 2018 and he gets moved up pretty quickly. So I'm kind of excited to see what he can do. It should be a fun, uh, a fun opportunity here for him to, uh, to show what he can do. So it looks like he was a former player here for the Montreal Alouettes. Um, that was in 2002. Uh, to 2008. That was his playing career in the Canadian Football League. So he's got some experience and that's kind of, I don't know, I'm excited to see how he uh, imprints this fantasy offense for us. Um, so we'll get to the depth chart in a second. I think we're going to first cover the new players on the team, the 2021 draft class. We'll look at the additions as well. Um, maybe we should just start with the additions because adding Carson Wentz is kind of a big deal. They also signed Eric Fisher, which is a big deal. Uh, offensive tackle Sam Tevy and the defensive tackle Isaac Rochelle. Now, the notable departures, here's some big ones. Quarterback Philip Rivers and Anthony Costanzo both retire. And Costanzo was, was pretty young still. Uh, let me see here. It's going to probably give me George Costanzo. Uh, Anthony Costanzo. Um, so he's only 32 years old, so he did have a lot of time left to play. Uh, but it does hurt this offense quite a bit. They're going to plug it in with Eric Fisher. We'll see how that goes. Uh, they also lost Danico Autry, Jacoby Brissett, and Anthony Walker Jr. So uh, they kind of countered all the moves here, uh, I think, pretty well. Getting Carson Wentz, they didn't really have to trade away too much here. So it's more just moving money. Uh, and then Eric Fisher, Sam Tevy, two offensive tackle replacements there. And then Isaac Rochelle is probably a starter for them on the defensive line. Um, so I like the moves in the free agency, again, to kind of, you know, balance out what they lost. Uh, now let's look at the draft class. So pick number 21 overall, they get Quiddy Pay out of Michigan. Quiddy Pay's got a tremendous story. I don't know if you've seen it. You can look it up on YouTube. I think there is a story uh, on the draft class or on the draft day. But Quiddy Pay is a really fun uh, pass rusher for these guys. They needed some help there. They are getting a little bit older at the at the defensive end position here. Uh, Tyquan Lewis is a starter. Quiddy Pay is penciled in as the starter. They also have Isaac Rochelle here listed as a defensive end, uh, and then Kamiko Ture. So they, they did really need a lot of help in the pass rush department. So you see them draft two defensive ends uh, in the first two rounds, Day Odiingbo uh, out of Vanderbilt here. So that should add quite a bit of pass rush, and this could be a really nice-looking unit in a couple seasons. They also got tight end number seven off the board, Kyle, Kylan Granson. Out of, uh, is it Kylan Granson or is it Kyle? Let me see. I thought it was Kyle Granson. I'm going to type out there. Uh, it is Kylan Granson, and this is a lot of fun. It seemed like the Colts really, really targeted this guy, and they wanted him as a part of their offense. They did lose. I, I don't know where Trey Burton has signed yet, but Trey Burton's not on a team right now. So there is an opportunity for him to be uh, involved early this season. They still have Mo'Ali Cox. They still have Jack Doyle. But Kylan Granson is a guy to keep an eye on for Dynasty Leagues 
they got a safety in the fifth round, Sean Davis out of Florida. Quarterback Sam Ellinger out of Texas. We'll, we'll watch his development this preseason along with Jacob Eason. Wide receiver Mike Straken out of Charleston. He should be a guy that's he's got a really good chance to make the team. He's kind of lengthy and he's got some nice moves. Uh, and then Will Fries out of Penn State, offensive guard here. So uh, really nice defensive you know start here with the two defensive ends. The defense was already really good last year, but this is uh, going to help make them a little bit more of a threat with the with the sacks and the pass rush. Then we're going to watch Kylan Granson develop here. So let's take a peek at the, the depth chart here. So who are we using for fantasy? There should be a lot of names that we're interested in. And Carson Wentz is at the top of the list here. Backups Jacob Eason, Sam Ellinger, and then Jalen Morton. He'll probably just be a camp arm. But I, I see these guys keeping Wentz as a starter and Eason and Ellinger together as the backups. With Carson Wentz, what are we getting? Hopefully the new, the new faces, the new scenery can make Carson Wentz a valuable fantasy quarterback for us again. I think the way my projections have gone, he's looking like a really good super flex quarterback too. Uh, I don't know if we're going to want him as a quarterback one in a standard one QB league. He's probably going to be drafted as a backup if you need somebody. Uh, but I do, I do like the the Colts offense is going to be very good this year. And if you think about the Titans defense, the Jaguars defense, and the Texans defense, you're getting six games with uh, with Carson Wentz here against some not so great defenses. So I could see some really nice things for Carson Wentz and the Colts offense. Um, again, he's just, for me, he's a super flex quarterback too. I'm excited to see what he does, but, uh, I think the bulk of this offense is going to come through the running back. So if you had to own one Colt this season, it's probably going to be Jonathan Taylor, who's a first round pick this season. I do have Naheem Hines listed as a co-starter because he is, he's got some value in PPR leagues. Uh, but I'm going to be super interested to see how this offense is split with Marcus Brady's mind behind it now. They got Marlon Mack back, Jordan Wilkins, Darius Jackson, Benny LeMay, and UDFA Deion Jackson. But man, it's it's all about Jonathan Taylor. Let's pull up the numbers from last season. So Jonathan Taylor in PPR formats, he was the running back number six. And he ended up with 232 carries, 100, uh, 1,169 yards, 11 touchdowns. And then the surprise was he caught 36 receptions on 41 targets for almost 300 yards and a touchdown now the thing that worries me is i i would expect the receiving numbers to come down a little bit because you're going from philip rivers to carson wentz and we know uh philip rivers was the ultimate user of the running backs he was kind of like drew Brees uh, along along those lines where these veteran qbs just checked it down to the running backs a lot you had jonathan taylor uh, racking up catches as well as naheem Hines. so i'm expecting the volume to the running backs to go down a little bit in the receiving game but there's more room for him uh, in the rushing game. And again, he's he was the RB6 last year. I think he's a lock for a top 10 running back this year. And I think he is worth building your team around. Again, I mentioned at the top, the AFC South defenses don't really scare me. And with Carson Wentz, man, when you, when you give him a really good running back, a really good offensive line, and some pieces to move the ball with in the passing game, that, that's going to stabilize him and he needs he just needs a stable offense we saw philadelphia kind of fall apart over the last couple of seasons with injuries and that offensive line just kind of deteriorated uh but now he's getting into a very fruitful situation he can hand it off to jonathan taylor a lot and uh just will watch the offense work on its own so i do like jonathan taylor quite a bit naheem hines was running back 18 last season he had almost 90 rushing attempts, 380 yards, and three touchdowns. He caught 64 receptions on 77 targets and 482 yards with four touchdowns. So Naheem Hines, I think this might be the most value we see out of Naheem Hines 
Uh, again, just going from, from Rivers to Wentz makes me think that these numbers are going to come down. Uh, but if you look at what he's done in the past, I mean, he had a career-high targets, 81 in 2018. He matched his reception total of 63, uh, but he had a career high in yards and a career high in touchdowns, seven total touchdowns last season. Uh, but I'm just interested in a little bit. I think he's going to be a useful part of the game or the passing game. You look at what he did from week 12 on. This is, you know, potential running back two in PPR leagues, uh, more of a flex option at the most. But he did show some potential here to have some really big games here, 21.2 and a 28.5. So I, I think I prefer Naheem Hines in a best ball situation where you don't need to worry about starting him, uh, if he's going to go off or not. Uh, so I do have Naheem Hines on the best ball radar. And uh, I think that's pretty much it for the running backs. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, he's the one guy you want on this team. Naheem Hines, best ball. Even Carson Wentz in best ball, I think that's a pretty good option. But as your quarterback too, uh, no fullback on the team. Let's look at the wide receivers. You got T.Y. Hilton, Michael Pittman Jr., Paris Campbell, Zach Paschal. Uh, some guys on the bench here, Desmond Patman, J.J. Nelson, Ashton Doolin, Gary Jennings, DeMichael Harris, who I liked. They, they did some really nice things with Harris last season. Courtney Davis, there's the seventh-round pick, Mike Strachan, and then Tyler Bond. So assuming Strachan makes the team, you're probably looking at maybe – J.J. Nelson's a, a decent veteran. There's going to be some competition. I think there's going to be one or two of these guys in the gray here making the team. But the top four receivers, Hilton, Pittman, Campbell, and Pascal. Let's just look at what they did last year real quick. Um, let me pull that up here. Let me just make this a little bit bigger. Um, so T.Y. Hilton, leading receiver last season. He had 93 targets. Zach Pascal, 71 targets. Pittman Jr., 61 targets. And Marcus Johnson here was their fourth leading receiver. Um, Paris Campbell did get hurt, I think, in that second game of the season. But, man, that, that first week he was looking really, really strong, had some nice moments in that game, and then I think he got hurt in the first quarter of week two. So Campbell's going to move up and get some, some more work here. They did throw the ball to the tight ends quite a bit. You see 47 targets, 39 and 33. Uh, I think that number comes down a little bit, losing Trey Burton. And then, again, I think the, the running back passes – uh, Phil Rivers threw 134 passes to the running backs last year. The year before that, let me see here, it was down to 91. Uh, the year before that with Andrew Luck, I think it was back up to 126. So I think you're somewhere in between that 90 to 120 targets. So I do think there's going to be more receiver targets. Again, we talked about Marcus Brady being a wide receivers coach. There might be more emphasis on getting these receivers the ball quicker. So I do think T.Y. Hilton's an interesting veteran. I feel better about him in best ball. I think if there's one guy you want to leave in your lineup every week, though, it might be Pittman Jr. or Paris Campbell. These are guys that I'm willing to draft, not necessarily as starters, but guys that could be a part of my bench, uh, and we can see how it grows. But Pittman and Paris Campbell are probably my two candidates to lead this team in receptions this season. So I'm going to be really watching uh, once training camp starts up, who is Wentz dealing with? How is the deep ball working with T.Y. Hilton? Uh, and then it, it, somehow it always seems like Zach Pascal, he's just like old, old reliable. And if anything happens to, to one of the guys ahead of him, he's going to step in and be a useful target. So keep him filed away. Uh, but take a flyer on Pittman or Paris Campbell. See what happens. I think one of those two guys can lead the team in catches this year. And then the tight end room, you got Jack Doyle back, and then Moa Lee Cox is probably going to get a lot more work this year. Uh, the backups, Andrew Valaire, Kylan Granson, we'll be watching him in the preseason, Noah Togiai, and Jordan Thomas, Farad Green here. So how do we evaluate this? We, we know Carson Wentz loves his tight ends. He's had tremendous, tremendous success with Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard the last few seasons. 
you're looking at Jack Doyle being on the field a lot as a blocker again. But Mo Lee Cox, he's probably been one of my favorite tight ends to draft in best ball leagues right now. Uh, and then just with this this Colts offense, they've been they've always used tight ends pretty well. And I do like Mo Lee Cox as a sleeper this season. Draft him as your tight end two. Don't like bank on him being your tight end one this year. But he showed us some really nice things last season. He finished with what was it? Uh, 31 receptions on 39 targets, 394 yards and two touchdowns. He could potentially be stepping into a lot more work as we see Trey Burton led the team in tight end targets with 47. That's those are going to be up for grabs. If we're just looking at uh, Mo Ali Cox and Jack Doyle as being the top two guys, all of a sudden you're looking at maybe 60 targets for Mo Ali Cox. And I actually probably, I think I have him too low. I have him at 37 catches, 53 targets, 475 yards, and four touchdowns. I kind of want to boost that up in targets. But again, I gave a lot of targets to Pittman, uh, Hilton, Campbell, and Zach Paschal. So we'll get into this uh, a little bit more as the summer gets closer. These are just preliminary numbers for now. But uh, as it stands right now, I think Pittman Jr. is the leading wide receiver for this team. T.Y. Hilton's not far behind. Uh, but keep an eye on Molly Cox, draft Jonathan Taylor, Carson Wentz as your quarterback too. There's a lot of good things brewing for Indianapolis. And I think, I just think that this year uh, with Carson Wentz getting into a, a stable, stabilized offense, we're probably going to see some nice numbers for this offense. Uh, maybe even Phil Rivers kind of held this offense back a little bit with the deep ball situation. So we'll see the ball fly a little bit more, maybe a little bit more consistency. And uh, I don't know. I'm excited. I think the Colts can take this division this season. We'll cover the Titans coming up in a little bit, but I got to cover the Jaguars next. So stay tuned for those videos. Check out the other ones as well. I have the full playlist in the link below. So I don't know. Thank you guys for your time. We'll see you in another video. Cool. Peace.